Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show, brought to you by gtex.org.uk. I'm your host, Simone Vincenzi, and this is the podcast for experts who want to become the ultimate authority in their niche while making an impact in the world. And this is episode 259, Free Up Your Business with Daniel Aprea. Today we are talking about uh, all the things that you can do to actually get uh, a more profitable business without working every single hour under the sun. So you will absolutely love the strategies that Daniel is going to discuss on this podcast. Now, before we move move forward, if you want to build a highly profitable coaching, speaking, training business, download our expert business checklist which is uh, the um, best tool that you can use for your expert business where you will take a full assessment uh, of your business, you know exactly what to focus on and to go to your next level. In particular, now we are getting into 2020. We are almost there. So this is the perfect, perfect assessment for you. Make sure you download it right now straight away. Um, back to the show. Today, as I said, I have the pleasure to interview Daniel Aprea. He's the author of Prospects into Clients and the founder of Coachized. Daniel has been coaching and training people internationally for over 10 years in three different languages, in um, engineering, a manager by trade. Daniel started his entrepreneurial journey by teaching advanced NLP skills and now specializes in helping experts create their dream lifestyle by growing their own business. And in this episode, we talk about why most entrepreneurs get stuck early on and how you can avoid it by taking action right now, how to maximize your leverage and get more with less, and the three pillars to achieve total freedom. Uh, If you want to read the interview transcript and get all the bonus resources, visit www.gtex.org.uk forward slash 259. Also, there are all the links to connect with Daniel in the show notes. So you just scroll down, find the show notes, and there are all the links to connect with Daniel. Thank you very much for listening so far. Enjoy the rest of the interview and have a fantastic day. I'll see you on the other side. Ciao. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Explode, your expert business show. Today, I'm here with Daniel Aprea. How are you doing, Daniel? I'm doing great. Hi, everyone. Hi, Simone. Thank you so much for having me here. All right, so we connected on LinkedIn. Uh, we decided to connect, uh, and uh, we had a chat. We said, uh, yeah, uh, we got to meet up uh, to talk business, uh, to play table tennis, and <laughs> to do this interview. So this is the first step. Um, I'm looking forward to to playing table tennis that, that next week we are meeting, uh, yeah. or ne- next week. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to this. So this can be like a round one. <laughs> <laughs> this is round warm one. up. This is the warm up. We might do a Facebook live or something like of the table. The the <laughs> exactly. So uh, now we're going to talk about um, the three T's uh, of uh, running a successful business, in particular, to free up your time. And uh, now let's before we go into that, uh, tell us a bit more about you. What's your background and how you you got to this point? Sure. To make a very, very long story short, I grew up 
in a family in 19. No, I'll make it short. I'll make it short. And <laughs> I grew up in a family where everyone in my family had a master's degree. My grandmother, like everyone had a master's degree. And uh, I soon realized that I didn't really want to uh, pursue the normal career and have a nine to five job and stuff like that. But my family uh, kind of have had a different idea. So one day they look at me and they started talking to me and they said, you know what, Daniel, the only thing we care about for you in life is that you're happy. And that's it. That's it. Just that you're happy. You know, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter who you are. We only want one thing that you're happy. So feel free to make your own choices and choose the path that you want. Choose the right university for you and just be whoever you want to be as long as it's either a doctor, a lawyer or an engineer. That's it. <laughs> so absolute freedom, right? You had choice. <laughs> you had three choices. Yeah. And uh, to be fair, I didn't dislike the idea of getting um, a master's degree myself. So what I did, I said, OK, let's go for engineering. And I became an engineering manager. Now, the funny thing is. I soon realized the engineering management was about optimizing things, whatever you get, a process, a machine. And the funny thing is what I ended up doing later on was exactly the same thing, but with humans. So I finished that and I said, instead of helping robots getting the most, instead of helping machines, why don't I help humans get the most of what they have? So when I finished my university, I never really looked for a job as an engineer, and I decided to get formal training in life coaching, neurolinguistic programming, and the likes, and I started my life coaching practice. So this is how I started my journey in the coaching industry. That's over 10 years ago now. Yeah. And uh, as many people have realized, one of the main reasons I wanted to be a coach, yes, of course, I wanted to help others and uh, give my gift, but at the same time, I wanted to, to be free. I wanted to be completely free, have no boss, be able to do what I wanted, whatever I wanted without working nine to five, travel and, and stuff like that. And very, very soon I realized that it wasn't that easy. It wasn't that easy. I ended up, um, instead of working nine to five, I was working 24 seven. I had no boss, but the few clients I had ended up becoming my bosses and I wasn't able to travel. And meanwhile, my friends, they were, pursuing career in engineering, they had annual leave so they could travel, they were making money and, and so on. So that's what I realized, all right, I've got to take the business side of it seriously. It's not only about passion, it's about making your passion work and freeing up your schedule. So what I did, I transitioned smoothly from life coaching into more of a business coaching practice. And that's in a nutshell how I ended up here. So I figured out a system to maximize the output while minimize the, the input as well. And I started sharing it with others. And right now I can say I help a lot of experts, coaches, speakers, entrepreneurs, not only achieve more in the business, but also making the business really a lifestyle business where they can have the freedom that they truly want. Oh, man, that's brilliant. So I have a question for you, which is uh, when you decided to... Uh, it now not like finish your university, but not go to the traditional career that you set out uh, for yourself. Uh, what was the reaction of your family? Was they, were they supportive? Were they like, oh my God, Daniel, what are you doing? Are you crazy? No, we're not going to talk to you anymore now. <laughs> so, uh, what was the reaction of your family there? Very supportive, I have to say. So what we did was kind of made an agreement and uh, we said, okay, I am going to finish my studies. So I am going to get a master's degree and I am going to get honors because it was one of the conditions. But 
Uh, just to give an example, the master's was in two years. And I said, you know what? I'm going to complete that in one year. I'm still going to get honors, but I'm going to do everything in one year just to save time. And they trusted me and eventually worked out. And having master's for them meant, okay, if this life coaching thing doesn't work, he can always go back and 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 uh, use his degree somehow. So they were kind of happy in, in, in that way. But ultimately, every year was like, hey, I'll... I'll do a little bit more of this, more of this, more of this, and then I never go back to engineering. So. How, how long did it take you to to get your life coaching business actually to work? Because I remember, like, for me, it took about, uh, I think it was the first three years because I didn't know anything about business. So literally, the first three years was just about literally figuring out how to coach, how to uh, run a business. And then after the three years, I started making some some nice money. But before it wasn't. So how about you? Was it like straight out of the gate uh, or do you have to wait no uh, some, some years? <laughs> no way. No way. It took so much trial and error. And uh, I would say at least the first five years were not really successful. Uh, it, it was just uh, barely just being able to get through next month or the next week um and uh then at some point a few things started to click and uh, i really what i did i learned everything the hard way uh by myself with hindsight uh, i would say there were probably better ways to to learn a lot of faster ways to learn and uh especially right now there's so many tools around and experienced people that can share the experience as well so if i was to do everything again right now i would definitely choose a, a faster way uh, but what i did yes i would say about five years to um, get to a decent position and then it's it's still been a, a journey and I, I consider that to be a never-ending journey so I will never yeah. uh, have that feeling that I've reached it sure and uh, how was your family in, in that period did they ever told you like oh why don't you like you know they will might have seen you for five years were you just lying to them and say no everything is going fine I'm rocking it <laughs> because I, that's what I did <laughs> or <laughs> Did they, uh, did they say, oh, why don't you go and get a job? Uh, or did they encourage you? Yeah, I know. I mean, uh, I wasn't lying to them. Uh, the the ability of doing what I did was also because I, I had their support, especially their, their approval. So they knew that eventually that was what was going to make me happy. Uh, yeah. So they were happy. Uh, they were happy with that. They were not trying to dissuade me uh, too much. <laughs> I was asking this question because there are a lot of people in particular that are in the moment of transition and, uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's a very delicate moment because uh, that's a moment where, uh, you know, you're really you're full of fears, hopes, dreams, um, you are doing these things and you kind of really figure out how it works and you're learning every day. But at the same time, if you have a toxic environment around you or people that are not supportive, is one of the biggest reasons why people go back and don't keep following their dreams or don't have the stamina to keep going and figuring out solutions to find a way just because everyone's around them is like, oh, why don't you go in back into your job? That's, you know, that's the easy yeah. path. That's easier. You know, you can make an application. You can have some money and just live a normal life. Yeah. And uh, that's why a lot of dreams are, are, are broken. So that's why I wanted to hear uh, mainly from you and for everyone who's listening. Yeah. It's about if thinking. I may add, yeah, please. Yeah, go on. Regarding the influence of the environment is something I've, I've realized. Uh, it, it actually can go either way, but there's a subtle difference that makes all the difference. So there's two things that actually influence us when it comes to being in a certain environment. And one thing is absorbing the belief of what other people believe possible. But the other thing is to absorb beliefs of what other people consider valuable. And they're two very different influences. So 
when it comes to other people believing something possible or not, if your mindset is 100% congruent, you're almost immune to that. Mm -hmm. Think about learning a new language or already mastering a new language. If you're learning a new language, you don't want to speak with non-native speakers because your level will go down. But if you're already fluent in the language, you can speak with non-native speakers. It doesn't matter. You will now become worse at the language. So when it comes to what people believe possible, if you really master that, the environment is not going to affect you that much. But when it comes to what people consider valuable, that's a big one. Because even if you achieve what you want to achieve, if no one cares, that's much tougher. So in, in my case, probably my parents or people around me in general, my friends and everyone didn't consider possible to achieve success through coaching, but they, they would still consider it valuable once I would eventually achieve success. Right. So that's a... That's an important distinction, I think. Uh, thank you very much for clarifying. And everyone is listening right now, guys. If you are listening, you're going through this transition. You're going through this period. Make sure that you are surrounded by the right people because it is uh, probably about 90% of your success. Uh, so make sure that uh, you are surrounded by the right environment, by the right people, and uh, stay away from the people that uh, they, they just give opinion without having a clue about what they're talking about or having a real experience. But now, uh, we went into this direction. I want now to talk about freedom and uh, how do we free up our time because yes you, I, I can definitely re relate with your story probably a lot of people here that are listening are, can relate with your story having the uh, this dream of i'm gonna start my coaching business so i can have the freedom of travel the world and actually the only thing you're doing uh, is uh, saying in the same room in front of the same screen <laughs> and your laptop becomes your best friend at some point <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, uh, what are you mentioned that you have three T's? Uh, these are what you work with your clients, what you teach. Uh, let's walk through these three T's, uh, and then we're going to go deeper in how do we use them to create freedom. Absolutely. So the three T's to total freedom, as I like to call them, are team, tech, and talk. And uh, I like the sound of it as well. It's all four-letter words, and and they ultimately give you free time as well. It's another four-letter word starting with T. So everything makes sense. And the reason. A lot of people don't really find it easy to move forward and get stuck at some point is because they don't really plan for that in advance. Now, I do recommend people, don't get me wrong, I do recommend people when they start not to worry about doing only things that are scalable because some people outside, maybe some big coaches, entrepreneurs, they say everything should be scalable, scalable, scalable. Of course, scalability is important, but when you're starting, you don't want to focus only on what's scalable because that's going to slow down your progress. I always mention Airbnb as an example. Airbnb marketplace model, the most scalable model in the world right now. However, when they started, they were knocking people door to door. That's what they were doing. And maybe right now that's what you're doing. Maybe instead of using Facebook ads, if you literally just started, maybe you're going out and networking and using your own time, which is okay as long as you have a plan to scale later on. So it's not about at any given moment to do things that are scalable, but it's about planning, not just the client acquisition, but the product delivery as well, in a way that you will eventually achieve freedom. If you don't do it in the beginning, you can still adjust later on, but it's gonna take a little bit longer because you'll find yourself working in your business rather than on your business, and then it takes a strong mindset to actually take a step back and rearrange your operations.
Absolutely. And so it's about having that. And I agree with you when you're talking about the, um, uh, the, the doing the non-scalable first, because once you are not like once you're talking to people, that's how actually your business will take shape. Um, you will get their insights. You will get their ideas. You actually learn um, how to run the business and you're looking at the, all the different components. But then you cannot do this forever, otherwise you're just, again, got to get caught up in, in the doing. So let's talk about the first team. Yeah. Uh, go for it. Yeah, so the most important thing, when you see that you're already achieving certain level of success, so you don't want to do that before you have any form of validation. If your product is currently not selling, there's no point in like hiring a huge team and so on. By the way, it's one of the mistakes I did in the beginning. I hired a huge SEO team in, in India, which was the, the cool thing to do back then. <laughs> to rank number one in Google. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if people are not buying from you, they won't buy from you because you have a team. That's an important thing to understand. But if you see you start getting some traction because what you're doing is really solving someone else's problem, then you want to start surrounding yourself with the right people that are working with you and for you in order to increase your leverage as well. And it's important to do that the right way. Some people, first of all, are afraid to delegate. And when people are afraid to delegate, what's gonna happen is that the progress is gonna be very, very slow. However, the fact that people are afraid to delegate makes sense because someone else might not do the same task to the same level of standard that you do it. So how do you solve that problem? And that's where we use a simple matrix to help people understand when and how they should hire someone and what kind of relationship they want to have with the people they're hiring as well. Now, when I say hiring, it could be full-time employees, it could be freelancers, it really depends on the nature of the actual task. But before you even decide who you want to hire, you want to focus on this. So first of all, divide all the tasks into two different categories that are what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. Mm -hmm. And then there's a further split that is, what I want to do and what I don't want to do. Mm -hmm. So ultimately you'll have four different categories of things. And it's very obvious that if you're good at something and you want to do it, then just keep doing that until really, really time is limiting you. As long as you, you love doing it and you're good at it, just keep doing that for the time being. And then you have a look at what, what you love doing, but you're not good at. And what you love doing, but you're not good at, here, it's a matter of urgency. How soon do you need that done? If you need that done quickly, you might want to hire someone short term and meanwhile learn from them or from other sources how to do that so that ultimately you can be the person doing it if, if you really love doing that. Or if, if you don't need that done very, very quickly, you can get training. So it's very important to get constantly more training, whatever you're doing. So if you realize there's one thing that I like, say, I'll just give an example just to fix the ideas. Uh, public speaking. So a lot of experts are very, very good on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Maybe they're not very good at speaking in public. But but most of the times, in my experience, it's something they actually want to do. Yeah, they might be scared. Yeah, they might have some, some um, limiting beliefs about that. But ultimately, it's what they want to do. So get training in public speaking. You don't need to hire people that speak on your behalf, unless you really have an event tomorrow and have no time to... To, to get the skills. So, so that's a strategy that you want to follow for things that you want to do yourself, but you're currently not good at yet. Mm -hmm. And another category is things that you are not good at and you also don't want to do. So if you're not good at something and you don't want to do that, you definitely, you know, you definitely want to outsource that, but 
you want to outsource to someone that already has all the skills to perform the task. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that you get someone with the decent level of experience. And sometimes you may find cheaper options. Sometimes you might love the idea of hiring people that are more inexperienced. But in this particular case, you absolutely need their expertise because you're not good at that. So, <laughs> so you, you cannot really teach them. You don't have the, you, you cannot really raise and train someone. <laughs> Exactly. If, if you're not good at that, you're not going to be a good teacher. Some people think, okay, I, I'm, I'm not good at it. I can still teach someone else and let's do it. No, just get someone that already knows how to do that. An example could be sales calls. Now, if you do want to learn how to do sales calls, that's great. Then it's part of the things that you want to do and you'll learn how to do sales calls. But if you don't want to do sales calls, don't think that you can just maybe take a crash course and then teach someone else. And uh, No, just get someone that already knows what it's doing and ultimately uh, it will work out a lot better. And mm -hmm. the last category is things that you are good at, but still you don't want to do them. Mm -hmm. So if, you, if you're good at something, but for some reason, maybe for lifestyle reasons, say for example, one-on-one -on -one initial strategy session, you might be very good at that, but maybe you don't want to do that because you want to have free time. You don't want to be uh, maybe eight to 10 hours on the phone uh, just for, for strategy sessions. Very, very possible, very common situation among the, the people I work with. So, okay, you're very good at because it's your expertise and you've done it successfully for a while, but you still want to teach someone else. And that's where you want to hire, not so much for skill, but for potential. Yeah, That's the main difference. So if you think about that, I'm good at this. I can really teach someone else to do that. I can have them shadow me for a while. I can create a blueprint. I can create myself a script for them and so on. So that's how you hire in a different way. You don't look at the current level of ability of the person you're considering hiring, but you look at the potential that they have, especially the long-term potential and even commitment they can have with you for a long-term collaboration. Uh, that, that's my perfect sense what you said. And uh, I have a, so you mentioned something which is like sales call. And uh, there is this debate of, uh, you know, spending time learning some skills that are necessary for your business and uh, also delegating and outsourcing on hiring other people. Now, there are some skills personally where I believe that, uh, and that's what I would love also to, to hear your view on that, but there are some skills that, for example, like selling. I would encourage every entrepreneur, for example, to learn and master selling doesn't matter what because then uh, you know if you don't know how to sell your business is always going to be in the hands of someone else and uh, let's say that the person now leaves the company what's they're going to do if the company just depends on that person in particular for a small business then your entire business is at risk so what's your view on that let's say someone is not good at selling um, and they don't like it so it's not good and they don't like it. Is that worth just going through the pain to master that skill because it's so important for the business or just outsourcing it? Look, when it comes to selling, it's one of the skills that are very, very dear to my heart. It's probably the one skill that changed completely the way I do business. And I would encourage everyone even to think that the real value is generated not so much when you deliver the product, but when you actually sell it. If you're in this industry to change lives, you really change people's lives when they buy something from you because mm -hmm. that's the moment when they commit. That's the moment when they make the decision, I'm going to achieve this in my life. Yeah. Then the product delivery is a way for you to back up the promise that you made when you sold something. But the real change happens when you're selling. So if you're serious about changing people's lives, I definitely recommend you get sales skills. Now, is selling completely scalable? 
not if you don't have a team. So maybe yeah, you yeah. you may want to concentrate on closing strategy sessions and maybe hire someone else for cold calls. That's an example. You may want to do the opposite. I mean, you, you never know, depending on what exactly you want to focus on. But you definitely need sales skills. And uh, yes, you also definitely need a team at some point. Maybe not just yet, but at some point you'll need a team. And, and remember, the team can cover some aspects of that. Maybe they will cover pre-sales rather than actual sales. Or maybe you'll have closers to help you. So maybe you'll you'll do the session and have someone else step in and, and close for you. Yes, I do recommend you're able to close. But those are the options that are available. That's a very good point. It's looking at exactly. I, I love this. It's looking at the entire sales spectrum, the entire different parts of the sales process, and then see which one do you want to master, which one do you want to get involved with, which one do you want to outsource. Very, very good point. Okay, so that's the first T. Right? So it's team. Now let's move to the second T, which is tech. Yes, the, the role of technology uh, is absolutely crucial today. And I always see people do manually a lot of things that they really don't need to do manually. And it's funny to hear how these people feel very busy. They actually feel, which is very dangerous, by the way, they feel that they're moving forward. They feel they're making some progress just because they are actually going to the right direction. But if they're doing manually something they shouldn't be doing manually, they're actually moving too slow, and that's mm. counterproductive. One of the reasons people don't realize that it's because nowadays the concept of being busy is somehow glorified for some reason. People people kind of challenge each other and, and fight. Of who's the most busy here? Like, oh, can you show me tomorrow? No, tomorrow I'm busy. Let's meet the other day. Oh, the other day I'm busy. I'm, I'm, I'm more busy than you are. No, I'm busier. I'm busier. <laughs> And, and somehow they feel important <laughs> because they're busy. But yeah. when I see someone who's busy, like we all have 24 hours a day. We all have 24 hours a day. It's all about what we do with the time. So if there's any activity you're currently doing right now that could be automated, just consider how you can do that. And that boils down to time management. It boils down to having the right tools. So just, just to give an example, I, I very often work with people that still take all the registrations manually and then they manually move the database from one place to another and they send the emails it, with the software that does not communicate with the software that sends SMSs. And that mm -hmm. software that sends SMSs does not communicate with the CRM yeah. and so on. So if there's no communication, imagine softwares as actual team members. The same principles apply. Every software you're using is one of your team members. So if they don't communicate with each other, you're losing a lot of potential. And you don't want to miss out on that. So very, very important. Understand what pieces of technologies you actually need and put them in place. Make sure they communicate with each other in order for you to really be able to focus on what matters. That is decision making and delivering the core product in your business. Is there any particular um, technology that for you or software that for you is a go-to software? Of course, a different business will have different needs. So softwares will change. But if you have like one piece of software that you say, I rely on this, I know this, it works. What is that for you? Yeah, if I have to mention one, I wholeheartedly recommend a software called Zapier. I'm in no way affiliated with them, but it's an yeah. amazing software. It's called Zapier. And uh, it's a way to really get every other software you're using interact with each other so that you don't have to do anything. It will free up the entire schedule that you have. So as soon as there's one trigger, say, for example, you're, you're running an advertising campaign, there's one trigger, one person signs up, all of a sudden, by using Zapier, 
every other software you're using in turn will take an action so that eventually everything will be done. This person will get an SMS, will get a, a, an email, they will be put in the right database uh, and, and a lot more things can happen. There's literally no, no limits to yeah. what you can do. And, and, and the good thing about that is it takes some time to set it up once and that's it. It's one of those things that is literally set up and forget. So the more you wait to set it up, the more time you're literally wasting. And it doesn't matter that in that time you're actually moving closer to your goal, you're moving too slowly. You could be moving so much faster. So think about that. If you are using, say, for example, a motorbike and you could take an airplane, the more you use the motorbike, the more you're missing out on the potential on the airplane. So it's very important. I, I know it takes a strong mindset to stop for a moment. Uh, stop working in your business so much and say, okay, let's plan, let's make that happen. But it's really just set up and forget. So that's definitely something that everyone should consider. Uh, exactly. Or if you probably don't want to do it, you can, again, team, going back to the team, you uh, <laughs> can hire someone, which is a specialist on Xavier, <laughs> and uh, do that for you and set up the integrations that you want. There are, plen there, there are plenty of people that can do that. It's a software I use oh, so much. Highly, <laughs> highly recommend as well. Uh, very very powerful now still staying on the on the t of tech um, what do you suggest if someone is a technophobe you know sometimes uh, i'm sure you've worked with clients and i work with clients they're like oh my god no i i cannot really like as soon as i see a piece of software i can just like my mind's get fuzzy i can have migraines and my head's spinning <laughs> I, I don't really understand what i'm doing i don't understand where to click or what to do so mm -hmm. what do you suggest uh, in that scenario? Well, in general, first of all, whenever there's a skill that I, I don't have, I personally take that as a self-development challenge. So think about that. We all in the self-development industry want to change people's lives. We help people learn faster and, and, and change faster. So really, if there's something you're completely close to, couldn't that be a great opportunity to really work on yourself? And what you learn, maybe you won't necessarily be the person actually doing the job for, for so say forever or even for a while in your company but isn't that a great opportunity to learn something new and what you learn there maybe can be applied somewhere else too so that's an opportunity however if you compare that with sales skills for example i would say if you hate sales and you hate tech just learn sales <laughs> so you can have the money to pay a tech person <laughs> <laughs> exactly so so yes uh, remember whenever you learn something new you it's not um, like a burden that now you have to do it just because you've learned it. So I do recommend you learn it also so that you can really stay independent in your business and understand if, if the person you've hired is performing well or not. Because if you have absolutely no knowledge whatsoever, how do you know if that person is doing their job well? How do you know that? How, how do you actually, and then you can't rely on other people just to get a hiring manager just for that and a supervisor. It, it becomes messy. Having just a level of skill means that you're able to keep control in your business and stay in charge because after all, it's your business. It's not someone else's business. Yeah. Now, remember, you can learn it and never have to do it. Kind of the way I uh, took an engineering degree and never used it. <laughs> Learning some, something is not a sentence, not a life sentence. Yeah, I, comp I totally agree with you, in particular when you said... Uh, having the awareness of the different moving parts of your business so you can uh, actually is your business you can be in control and um, uh, does it take longer yes is it going to be more painful yes absolutely because uh, at the end of the day there are some things that will take you longer to learn than others but at the same time 
having the awareness and the understanding on how the basics of your business work, then when you're hiring someone, then suddenly you don't have what we call these hiring nightmares, where you're just hiring blind, because you don't have a clue about what's going to be done. So no matter what everyone says, even if they don't know what they're doing, it's going to sound good, because you don't know otherwise. But if you have that basic understanding on how it works, then you can say someone is actually knows what they're talking about, they're doing the right job, and, or they're just like full of crap <laughs> there. <laughs> and they're not going to actually serve your business, but destroy, some, destroy it. Yeah. So that's a, a really, really, really important piece. And that can become very dangerous because maybe you don't even realize it. So if you think about that, uh -huh. just a, a little effort today will make you realize if some collaboration should end way before uh, you might actually be doing this right now. And, yeah. and that can become very, very costly. So, yes. All right. Let, let's move to <laughs> let's move to the last T, talk. Yeah. So the talk is crucial. If you think about that, the only way people know about you is through the message that you're sending out. So once again, you, you may have the right team, you, have, you may have the right tech, but if the message you're sending is not resonating with others, you're still doing the same effort, but you're not getting the same result. So it's really, really important that you have the right wording, the right way of communication in place. Now, when I, when I say talk, I mostly refer to people that use platform speaking to actually get, get their message out there and uh, maybe speak on stage and webinars, whatever the platform could be. But at the same time, talk is also the copy that you have in your website. Talk is every piece of communication that gets out. And if the focus is not there, you will never be able to get the most with, while at the same time minimizing the effort mm -hmm. and ultimately you won't be able to be free because you'll, you'll just be running a nice car with a very, very poor engine. Yeah, absolutely. Any any tips for uh, uh, like structuring the talk or things to be aware that needs to be in in a talk? Because uh, not all the talks uh, have the similar structure. If you are running, for example, like I did a TEDx, the way you structure a TEDx talk is very different from the way you structure a, a sales a talk, which is designed to sell or to persuade or to get to know you. So, um, uh, what are the uh, elements that they need to be in this particular talk yeah so right now we're thinking about very specific thing how can i by using the same amount of words or, or maybe stage time or, or or maybe um real estate on a on a web page how can i double my results triple quintuple my results so mm -hmm. the most important thing and i mean we, we can go as deep uh, as, as we want on this the most important thing is remember it all starts from them it all starts from the audience what resonates with them. I know you have a gift. I know you have a big passion, big message. You want to share it, but it will only really impact others if it makes sense to them. In order for that to resonate, you want to start from the audience. Now, when you mention the talk is very different depending on, on, on the environment, depending on where you are. One of the reasons, there's two reasons. One reason is the purpose, but the other reason is a different audience. So before... Before you go to, to a talk, the first thing you want to ask to the event organizer, let's say you're invited, for example, is, okay, tell me more about the audience. What kind of audience have you got? Mm -hmm. what, what, what resonates with them? What makes them stay awake at night? What, what is it that they really want to achieve? And understand that in terms of actual words. So even if some studies say the words are only 7% of the results of communication, that 7% is huge. 
So understand exactly what words they're using and see talk. So that's definitely mm -hmm. one piece. But now the other piece is to understand how language works in general. So there's a lot of constructions that you can use in order to have a different impact when you speak. Now, some yeah. people are a little bit reluctant when it comes to, uh, quote unquote, manipulating the language. But in reality, that's that's not a manipulation. That's simply a way to use patterns to favor communication. If you think about the words, how are you? Very, very simple. How are you? We say that every day. It's, it's actually a language pattern. It's a language pattern that we use, and no one would think that it's a manipulation or it's it's unethical it's just because we do that all the time. But it is a language pattern that we use because we want to get a specific result. We want to know how the other people is. And the very same thing happens with sales, and especially if you're selling on, on, on stage, so during the talk, you want to understand word by word how you want to structure and it doesn't have to be the entire talk word by word but some parts of the talk you really need to know exactly what words you're saying and you want to practice that as well because the mm -hmm. delivery in that particular case is crucial so remember this focus on the right wording and practice that and that's how you're going to see results uh, absolutely i mean in particular when you're when you're selling from the stage and you're creating something to persuade as you mentioned, your language is really important and practicing is really important because people are looking for a leader. That's what they're looking for. And so if you're not confident in delivering the call to action or if you're not confident in and know exactly what you're going to say and now you're just like thinking about oh, what do I need to say next um, or you are uncomfortable because you haven't practiced enough as well then people are going to sense that and, and, and immediately there will be a barrier because now they, they see that you are not comfortable and, and confident in your own services. Yeah. So that's why practice, practice, practice is so important. I remember I, I was practicing when I started selling from the stage. Literally, I was going like on the tube. I was practicing my talk. I was on the bus. I was practicing my talks. I was at home practicing my talk with my business partner. Up until it, then you arrive to a point where it actually becomes automatic and you don't need to put as much work for every talk. But at the beginning, oh yeah, practice, practice, practice. Choose the right wording. So thank you very much yeah. for sharing. Uh, now we are we are moving. We are uh, towards the end of uh, this interview. We are in the in the. We are going to lift the veil. That's that's a part of lifting the veil. So, what is a, a, um, a an app or a tool or a practice? Something that you use in your personal life or for your business that made a good impact and uh, is worth sharing. What is that for you? Difficult choice. Difficult choice. Uh, I, I'm gonna go. Can it be a book? Can it be that? Can be a book. Yeah. So, um, there, there's a book that I read uh, actually many years ago, and uh, it made a huge impact in my life. And the book is called Evolutionary Psychology by David M. Buss. And it's not a book um, for, for everyone, really. It's mostly a book for his own university students. Uh, but if you read the book, I'm sure you can, uh, you can find it online as well. Um, it really gives you a deep understanding of how the human brain works and, and what really makes people tick. And it's not a, a book that is super easy to read. It's still in English, but again, it's, it's a scientific <laughs> book. Right? But it's it's really it's really deep, and it really it really shows you how you can um, go as deep as you want with a person. There's always going to be another layer behind that. So that's something I would definitely recommend: evolutionary psychology. 
it's it's basically for people that are not familiar with evolutionary psychology it's a study of how during the pleistocene that is about 1.2 million years ago um the um structure of a human brain and with that human emotions and psychology has been created and that's extremely useful today not only for things like influence and communication, but really also to deeply understand other people and what's moving them. Not the only tool out there, but definitely one that you want to Oh, use. that's definitely, I haven't read that book, so I'm definitely going to get it. I'm always, I'm really interested in too. Right now I've been reading a lot about human psychology or human evolution. And so that's right up my alley. Thank you very much for sharing. Guys, the link is in the show notes, so you can scroll down evolutionary psychology and there is going to be the link on Amazon so you can scroll down and get it there. Uh, Daniel, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here talking about the three T's. Super helpful. And also thank you very much for the book that, that you gave right now. Uh, if people want to reach out to you, want to get in touch with you, uh, what's the best way? To get in touch with us, uh, we have our website, coachized.com. So there's a, there's a form there you can fill and, and reach out and we'd be very, very happy to, uh, to have a chat with you and understand exactly how we can add value to your business or more in general, your life journey right now. Feel free to connect with me on Facebook. So Daniel Apria, I'm there and uh, you'll, you'll be able to connect with me, whether it's the, the page or the personal profile. And in addition to that, I want to say if you currently are a speaker or if you're planning to start becoming a speaker and offering your services from stage, we do have a group that is called the Five Day Platform Speaker Challenge. And we run challenges where we give a lot of free training, a lot of free information, and we offer great opportunities as well for people that want to become very, very good at closing sales from stage and grow their business through public speaking. So if that's you, the group is called Five Day Platform Speaker Challenge. I believe there'll be a link um, mm -hmm. below as well. So definitely request to join the group. I'll, I'll be happy to have you there. Brilliant. All the links are in the show notes, so you can scroll down, uh, get in touch with Daniel straight away, join the group, get the challenge, and grow your speaking business. Uh, Daniel, thank you very much for being on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure interviewing you. Thank you so much, Simone, for having me here. And um, uh, thank you for everyone listening as well. And uh, I'm really looking forward to our trash talk now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking, yeah, man. Like the ta I'm, I'm looking forward to table tennis. Let's see, let's see who's going to win. Let's see who's going to win. <laughs> All right. See you, Daniel. Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you. Make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us and that's how we, you can help us grow the show. Also remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening and until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially.